Hello, everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Ashley. And this is Michael. And this is also about a dog. That is true, yeah. And um, Ashley's recovering from bronchitis, so please bear with her. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> for those of you that have been with us for a long time... Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, but you guys know that I have had an issue with my voice. Mm-hmm. Where I contracted... The Kasaki virus. Kasaki virus. Right around the time that the COVID pandemic hit, which was kind of funny. Yeah, that was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, It was into February of 2020. Yeah. And then um, I was in my doctor's office right as, like, people were saying that COVID was hitting the U.S. And coughing up a lung and people were just staring at me. And people were handing me, like, tissues and stuff. And I'm like... I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Only thing that came out was I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, and there apparently I wasn't fine, mm-hmm. and I had lesions and ulcerations inside of my mouth and inside of my throat. Needless and to say, that was you know two years ago. Two years ago, but it caused lasting damage. Uh-huh. Where um, it caused vocal paresis. Vocal fold paresis, um, vagus neuropathy, so that means there's some nerve damage and stuff in and around my neck and my throat. Um, so whenever I get sick, my like voice goes... Say, go, get bronchitis, for yeah, example. Anytime that I have to cough and cough for long periods, it makes my voice flare and do these weird, funny noises. Um, this particular time was far worse than anything that I've had. In the past couple of years. Yeah, I think we had an inside joke where it said uh, your voice has been changing. You went through puberty for like the third time. Yeah, my, yeah, puberty happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, at one point, my voice started whistling. It started sound like a cartoon character. Um, I can only think of that Disney beaver. You know, yeah, it was exactly the, like that. The Winnie the Pooh uh, cart. I I can't do. And I can't do. All. I can't do it now. Say um, they're sunny or something like that, but it's more of a whistle. Yeah, but it would, it was whistling on the back end at the yeah. end, and I was like, "How the hell did I do that?" Mm. Um, so excuse the voice. I'm just glad I'm breathing and not coughing. She, believe it or not, um, with what she's been through, she's actually improving. Um, she was given medicine. Uh, she took that under as directed. Yep. And aside from coughing fits in the evening when we're trying to go to sleep and keeping both of us awake, we're actually doing quite well. Yeah, um, we're, we're a little bit sleep deprived. Well, I mean, sleep deprived, uh, anxious, you know, multiple things for me because, you know, work. So Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, life, life happens. Um, but... I know some of you have the ones those of you that have, are longtime listeners, you've heard me talk about dog show drama and all of that stuff mm-hmm. and please do not get me started on that. What all of that entails. Um, and this raw tidbit today that we're gonna talk about um, kind of goes to the extreme. Mm-hmm. But first we're kind of just gonna get some like new business and stuff out of the way. This is an actual episode. This is a raw tidbit. Yeah, raw tidbit. We're not going to do old business, new business, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but um, as of right now, uh, Rosie is currently... So we're going to do like some really weird brags. And like, kind of flex our muscles a little bit. I can't help but feel like you're you're, you're taking notes from certain meetings that we've been attending and implementing them here. But um, <laughs> some weird, some cool brags that I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Cool brags. Um, oh, it didn't snap hiss. I was hoping it would. So Rosie, our youngest Hamilton, mm-hmm. who is uh, she's she'll be a brat. She's a brat. She's a brat. She's, she's wiggle. A giant brat. She's wiggles. She's giggles. She boings all the time. Mm-mm-mm. You don't have to get her in in the morning. No, it's fair. She is a pain in the butt. So, I have to actually literally go out there and quite possibly skull drag her back in. So, but which, by the way, skull dragging is not a bad thing. By the way, I mean, she, there's no harm to the yeah, animal. Yeah, no, at all. because Hamiltons are built with the, they have a handle. Their heads hurt me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but they have a handle. Hamil- Hamiltons have a built-in handle. It's weird. The hammy handle, yeah. It's on the back of their necks. 
I don't um, actually use the hammy handle. I use the lead. But anywho, bring her in that way. Um, back to the good stuff about Rosie. Um, <laughs> so, UKC rankings, something that we oh, yeah. like, we really haven't even been trying to do. Just have been having fun trying to see what the hell happens. Despite what other people may think. <laughs> yeah, despite what people may say. Um, Referring to the person that said, trying my ass, or whatever it was she said. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like, whatever. Um, because, it, again, she is 14 months old. Yeah. She is very much baby. Um, but she is currently the number five scent hound in UKC rankings. Woo-hoo. Which I'm like, all right, cool. Um, Wish I had a Vuvuzela right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Also, we went to some AKC dog shows. Yeah. Um, Deku showed well, but he's he's still immature and just all over the place. He must complete his training. <laughs> um, but Rosie, on the other hand, out of six shows, Homegirl came away with three group placements. Mm. And stiff as hell competition, which, again... All of all of the stuff that Rosie is achieving right now is blowing my mind. Yeah. It's it's one of those kind of like I'm not mentally ready for it. Mm-hmm. I don't I can't really explain why, but I'm not mentally ready for it. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, woo. <laughs> um more more example of Ashley's voice and yeah. its limitations. Yeah, I can't do it my typical woohoo. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, it's crazy, but back to the topic at hand, though, a lot of times when you win, there are haters. Well, There's... in any particular sport, when there are individuals who uh, win and rise above, there are always those individuals who are going to be unhappy about yep. it and may take it to certain extremes. Yeah, to the nth degree, and, you know, there any sort of competitive sport, any sort of... I mean, you've heard the term soccer moms and all of that stuff. It happens. Um, But what we're going to talk about today are things that have gone and pushed it too far to the point of things going to the criminal element of things. You mean like individuals who make it their mission to say that they're going to basically get you out of a particular sport or a particular breeding ever again? Those people exist? <gasps> Shock. <laughs> get to it before we have to explain what that is. But I'm actually talking about true crime. Yes. One of Ashley's favorite topics. It's and one unfortunately, of my... something I have to hear a lot about whenever I'm driving around with her. It is one of my favorite true crime like, it, true crime is one of my favorite podcast genres. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have the um, wherewithal to be able to do the research that is required mm-hmm. to dive deep into some of these cases. And Okay, are we not going to find the irony here? Uh, we always tell our listeners to do their homework, but you're basically saying you can't do your homework in regards to this. Okay. Look, gotcha. (laughs) So, when I mean do my homework, I mean I can do what is publicly available. Oh, okay. I am, I do, I'm not the type of person that's going to reach out to family members and be like, hey, you want to chat? Which is what some true crime podcast people do. Yeah. And... I don't have that wherewithal. That's why I'm saying that I've never, I never want to do a true crime podcast. Okay. Because I don't have that mentality, I'm too much of an introvert to mm-hmm. just say, yes, I'm an introvert and I host a podcast. Weird. Yeah. But I'm too much of an introvert to go out to people and say, hey, talk to me about your shit. Mm. Um, that's just how I am. Um, Not to mention the fact it's kind of a flooded market at this point. It it is a flooded market, but it's that's not that's not part of it at all. Um, that clearly didn't enter your train of thought when you were contemplating this particular topic. I get that. No, that's, that's no. partially why I'm here. So no, um, 
So what we're going to do yeah. in this episode, just like we do with other raw tidbits where we talk about various different things, we're going to talk about... Otherwise known as ramble. Yeah, r- ramble. Rambling. We're going to talk about a couple of true crime cases in the dog world. Sorry. It's just hit me. What? <laughs> We're doing a raw tidbit on a night that I fed the kids raw. Oh my god. <laughs> they, they got chicken next tonight. <coughs> See, there it is. Where's my cough? It's going to stay in. Count the count the coughs, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, everyone. Take a shot. <laughs> Fuck you, I just took a drink, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. So. Mumu render. <laughs> All I have to say is, when you're ill, and you're a woman, and you get on prednisone. <laughs> oh, no. And it hits that time of the month, you're oh. not a happy person. And then God, we, no. And oh, then when... You're so Hulk angry. It's not even funny. And then when it leaves your system, your brain also leaves. My brain has been gone for the past couple of days because I'm no longer on the prednisone slash steroid pack or whatever. And it's like my brain went, huh? Um, Anyone who's had a loved one who's been on prednisone must know that essentially the loved one sometimes can become... Hi, Aston. Irrationally angry for no particular reason whatsoever, and this can happen, but yeah. even to the best of us, and, and it can happen, and it sucks. Um, are but, you are you attempting to defend yourself from Mumu Render? Yeah, that's that that's what happened. <laughs> I lost control of my voice, and that's what came out of my voice at like midnight. You were trying to say something. I don't remember what the fuck I was trying and to say. And then instead, all you actually, I think what you said was render Mumu, actually. And, and it. now it's memorialized on a podcast. I've said it at least three or four times. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. <laughs> Hello, button. You feel better? <laughs> all right. So now we're going to get to more serious stuff. Oh, man. There's something you want to emerge on a t-shirt. <laughs> render Mumu. Um, is true crime cases in the dog world, they happen. Um, now, since I'm completely oblivious to this particular line of uh, storytelling and whatnot, mm-hmm. is this in regards to toxic individuals who will, you know, get so unhappy or upset or something like that that it'll actually lead to murder? Um... Some of it, but there is one of those cases, but I am not going to cover it. And the reason... Okay. (laughs) We are not going to cover it because there are people... It is still in litigation. Oh, okay. All right. You don't want to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. So we're not going to cover it. We're not... No murders. No, we're not... there, there, There are murders. Yeah. But we are not going to cover that particular so, case. All right, blanket statement. There are particular cases in which individuals have been so angry that they've been drawn yes. to kill. It has happened, but these are not them. And go. Yeah. So the first one that we want to highlight yeah. is a cold case. Oh, hasn't been solved yet? No. It is a cold case. Um, I remember when this happened um, because, you know, the Facebook dog community is very very insular like we all kind of know each other and it's it's a it's kind of a closed world and when something happens to someone the news travels like wildfire i was actually going to say like ripples in a pond but okay um so this happened the victims names and i'm always 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 going to put the victims first yeah to those true crime podcasters that focus on the killers and do not honor the victims, fuck you. Okay? How very Olivia Benson of you. But basically, we are not here to glorify true crime in any way. Or to glorify murder murder, or anything. anything. Any acts of violence, basically. None whatsoever. But we are here, this particular episode, we're here to talk about and raise awareness about these cases. To merely inform. And 
in this particular case, because it is a cold case, it needs to be solved. Okay. You've had enough buildup there. Let's get to it. Um, it's the case of Taylor Lane and Nathan Diekman. Hmm. Um, they were murdered on October 11th, 2016. Good lord. During a suspected home invasion in the St. Louis area. Um, Taylor was a junior handler and her ambition was to become a professional handler. Mm-hmm. Um, she had just started her professional handling career. Um, was he teaching her or? Who? Well, the other victim. No, that was just her boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. And Taylor, Taylor's breed was Doberman. Mm. And Taylor's Doberman, Audrey, was actually shot twice trying to protect Taylor. Dude. Yeah. Um, There's a special place in hell for individuals to yes. shoot a dog, in my opinion. Special hell. And, you know, the fact that Taylor's case is still unsolved. Mm. It is believed to have been targeted based on news reports. We don't know what the what the target was, like what they were going after or anything like that. Um, I want to say Audrey the Doberman ended up surviving. Mm. Um but the the fact here is that you know Taylor was a rising star in the dog world mm. and was ripped away by senseless gun violence mm. and her boyfriend as well they were both very 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 young like in their 20s kind of young yeah and were just starting a life together mm-hmm. and they're Audrey the Doberman was doing what it was bred to do. Mm-hmm. Was trying to protect their hu- it, it's human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, again, this case is still unsolved. It needs to be solved. Mm. Um, it is in the Saint. It happened in the Saint Louis area, Saint Louis, Missouri, in the states. See, I was going to ask. Um, if you have any information. Please contact the local authorities. Please contact the St. Louis police in St. Louis, Missouri. Please do not contact us. Again, we are not equipped for that. Yeah, no. We... (laughs) We're not equipped for that. But we just want to get her case out there because it is a cold case. It deserves to be solved. Her, Her and Nathan's case, both of them deserve to be... You know, their, their cases need to be solved. Straight from Best in Show Daily. Yep. On their Facebook page, dated October 12, 2016. Quote, horror strikes the heart of the dog show community in the Midwest. Details are still thin, but police say Taylor Lane, 22, and her boyfriend were targeted in home invasion. This goes to what you were saying a minute ago. Audrey the Dormerman was shot, but is still alive. Yep. Uh, Taylor had worked as an assistant to Sharon Svoboda. Svoboda, yeah. Uh, Aaron and Aaron Hall. Tara Richardson, the victim's sister, is a handler and a familiar face in the Poodle Chinese Crest and Afghan rings in and around Missouri. So, if you know of anything, um, any leads to this case, please, 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 please. Contact your local authorities in Missouri. Yeah, the St. Louis... Missouri police. Sorry, I just wanted to look it up, make sure the dog lived, that's all. Yes. I'm not trying to step on your no, 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 no. toes or anything. I'm trying to help. You're trying to help. I'm trying to help. Thank you. Shake and bake, I help. Okay, go ahead. Um, so so that, that was the first case. That was the first case. A cold case, wow. Yeah, it was a cold case. Um, that's the... But, yeah, that's... And, again... Um, she was 22. No, I I read the Facebook post, so yeah. It's, and it's, it's not a victimless crime, I'll tell you that. But at the same time, it should be one that, at the very least... It should be solvable. Yeah. It should be solvable. We can hope. Um, the next one, the mm-hmm. next case we're going to cover is not a murder. Okay. But it is 
a con artist story that... A heist? No, not a heist. Oh, well, not a heist. Okay. No, but you and I watched it on Netflix. The Netflix documentary, The Puppet Master. Refresh my memory. I watched so many things. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, um, seriously, I watched two you know, new episodes today. So... Of a different show. I won't go into it. This is a... It's a documentary series on Netflix called The Puppet Master. And it's about this guy named Robert Hendy Freeguard. Who scammed a lot of people out of money. And pretended to be like an MI5 agent. And pretended to be like CIA. And pretended to... And this whole thing in the UK... And his current victim right now is a woman named Sandra Clifton. And um, her kids are desperate to have their mom home and to realize the type of man that she is with. Um, But people are wondering, okay, how does this involve the dog world? Well, they are involved in beagles in the UK and Europe, and that was actually on the last episode of the documentary. Um, Again, very, 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 very small insular community. The dog world, when that documentary premiered, people involved in scent hounds... We found their kennel. We found their bloodline. We found basically all the dogs connected to them. You basically went down a research rabbit hole. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I am not... It happens. It's either that or fan fiction with you. (laughs) I haven't read fan fiction in a while, but... It's been shorter than a month, I can tell you that. Um, But I'm not going to say their kennel name. Nope. It's not going to happen. Um, the Beagle Club in the UK has publicly stated that they haven't seen from either of them mm. or heard from either of them mm. recently. Because so essentially of, it's like a mild abduction then. It's not really an abduction. It is, um... An abduction under false pretenses, maybe. Yeah, and the, the evidence at, at one point was that... He had, like, the the couple, and I hesitate to call it a couple because mm. she Sandra Clifton is clearly the victim here, even though she has been presented with mountains of evidence. Multiple victims have come forward. Mm-hmm. The guy, I think, has even gone to prison before. Yeah. And... She's chosen to stand by her man and is staying with this Robert Hendy Freeguard guy. Sounds as if the rose-colored glasses are difficult to pull off. Yeah. And so the current situation is they don't think that they are... The family doesn't think that they are in the UK anymore. Mm-hmm. They think that they are in continental Europe somewhere. Right. Um, but again, in the dog world, it is very, very, very easy to track which shows you go to and where. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, there's paperwork involved. Yeah, there's paperwork. And every single one of the shows that you go to, that you enter, mm-hmm. are public record. Yeah, Ashley will uh, sometimes be, we'll be driving down the road headed to a show and she'll tell me who's going to be there and how and, well, not mean how, we know how, but my point is she'll be able to tell who's going to be there by who's registered and signed up and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. And and it's because, like, the catalogs are published. Yeah. and But the catalogs are not published in advance because then it wouldn't be fair, but the catalogs are usually published the day of. Right. Um... In certain instances, and then the results are posted publicly mm-hmm. after the fact. So even if they were 
involved in beagles, which it still sounds like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are showing in Europe somewhere, those results are public record. Yeah. Regardless of whatever kennel club that they use, um, it's public record. Uh, they even in the documentary they had um, a fellow they had a beagle breeder where <laughs> talk to them and have like where the where Robert Hendy Freeguard yeah offered to like buy some of like her dogs and do this weird money swap sort of thing mm-hmm. almost like a Ponzi scheme of sorts. Mm-hmm. To supposedly make this breeder's dogs better. Okay, yeah. Um, it's starting to come back to me. It's been a while since we actually watched it. Yeah, um, it's been out maybe about... Since probably about January. Yeah, I want to say like December, January-ish. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, you know, there. if you go and try and search for them you can google is free we can't stop you we can't stop you um you can look up their crufts results um they were not at crufts this year yeah um i checked well i mean let's face it i mean crufts is a big event over there yeah crufts is massive it's the biggest dog show in the world and they haven't been at any sort of like they haven't been at worlds or euros um and even, like, because I think in the documentary they said that they were either in France or in Spain or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can look up the main shows in those particular countries. Yeah. And their names haven't really flagged. Mm-hmm. And even, like, you can even, like, look up, like, for kennel websites and things like that. And their names haven't really flagged. And the you can look up the dogs, registered names and stuff in Google. Yeah. Things haven't really flagged. Um, so really right now, this is kind of a mystery that has a dog show tangential element here. Right. Where this guy is basically has this woman, mm-hmm. she's chosen to stay with him, even though it has been proven that he is a con artist. Well, he's been convicted of it. So yeah. Yeah. It's been proven. He has multiple victims. Um, it's fucked up and her kids want her home yeah rightfully so so that's what that one is and if you want to watch the netflix documentary you can it's called the puppet Puppet master Master. it's fascinating it's only three episodes long i think so yeah it's it's mildly quick yeah it's fairly quick um the next case and that's our second case (laughs) that we're gonna cover we're gonna moving on next one is probably the most famous for all the wrong reasons um is the Amy Allwine case um Amy Allwine was murdered on November 13th 2016 and she was murdered by her husband I'm not going to say his name at all he he murdered her after he unsuccessfully tried to hire Hitman on the dark web. Amy Allwine ran active dog sports training in Minnesota and was involved in like agility and performance sports and stuff like that. And Amy, Amy's husband wanted to hire a Hitman to kill her while she was at a competition. Mm. Or, like, on her way back and make it look like it was an accident. Like a traffic accident. Yeah. Um, and this is what makes this case really, really, really fucked up. Cough <coughs> 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 number two. And it makes it really, 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 really... This case... This case sends shiver, shivers down my spine... For the record, um, I'm looking at Ashley. She's been uncomfortable since this thing has been brought up. Yeah. So 
she's having a visceral emotional response to this particular case. Because after Amy's husband unsuccessfully hired a hitman on the dark web. Which, by the way, I don't know why people even try to hire a hitman. It never goes well. No, because nine times out of ten you're going to end up meeting a cop. So, yeah, I no. mean, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. not good. Don't do that. Don't, don't try to hire a hitman. Yeah, just don't. Um, so, what did this guy do? And you use the term loosely, apparently. You really are this not happy. motherfucker oh. did something that more than likely she has already had happened to her before. And preyed on vulnerabilities that she probably already had. Because every last one of us in the dog show world, every, pretty much every single person that's been involved in the dog show world for a hot minute, has had competitors get bitchy, send messages, send Facebook messages. Create false accounts. Create, you know, do bullshit. Mm -hmm. But apparently, Amy Allwine's piece of shit husband created fake accounts to harass her and pretend to be a disgruntled client and pretend to be um like pissed off competitors so he was gaslighting her a little bit not a little a lot and was claiming that something that Amy did was destroying her life wrong Wrong, 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 wrong. Gaslighting is the wrong word. He's catfishing her. Yeah. I mean, he was full-blown catfishing her and saying that something that Amy had done destroyed her life and destroyed all of this, all of these things. And these are huge emotional things that if you've been involved in dogs, those are your worst fears. Your reputation is everything. With a per... Let's quantify here because an individual who actually is someone who has morals a conscience yeah is a reputable breeder these people feel these emotions yeah or like a reputable trainer or anyone who is reputable reputable and has like good core values and you know these things shake you to your very core these accusations hurt Mm. on a visceral level Speaking as a, a spouse of someone who may have gone, may or may have not gone through such a thing, um, that really hurts to the core, mostly because your significant other is feeling pain and knowing full well that, honestly, you can't even do anything about it. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, don't hire a hitman, it doesn't work. <laughs> and speaking as someone who has had this happen to them, See, I was going to be kind of vague oh, about it. But... No, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Okay, fine. Then that's how I have my experience because I've watched you go through it. So It's happened to me multiple times. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, every time it happens, it is a gut punch. Mm. Because most of the time that it happens, it happens to someone that you that you know that you trust and then they flip it and they flip you and they flip it on a dime and it's awful so in other words suddenly someone you feel you can trust you can share information mm-hmm. with all of a sudden you know does a complete and total 180 and yep. your bet your very good friend becomes your complete and utter enemy yep just and, to be clear yeah and it's awful and to for this particular case to know that Amy Allwine who was doing the very best that she could the very best that she could own her own business was trying to be a boss ass bitch Mm -hmm. going out there doing what she loved to do Mm -hmm. and her own fucking husband was catfishing her and preying on those insecurities that every single dog person has that has had it happen to them before is awful. It makes me wonder if they read the fine print on the whole vows thing with the marriage. 
and love, honor, cherish, you know, that sort of thing. Well, and the thing is, is like, no one has really found a motive for why he did what he did. Mm. There was rumors of maybe a life insurance. There was rumors of cheating. There was rumors of this, rumors of that. But nothing. None of it was ever... None of it panned out. No. And, you know, when it comes to a crime like this, not only... I mean, he's a fucking idiot. Mm. He's a fucking asshole. Because, one... Not only did he murder his wife, even if it was a money-motivated thing, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you know, I'll get her out of my hair and I can get all of her money. Yeah. You dipshit. Watch Dateline. <laughs> the very first person they're going to look into is the husband. Always. It is always going to be the spouse. You know, it is always going to be the very first, like, it's... It is these concentric, ever-expanding circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to start with the people that are in those tight-knit circles, and then they're expand, 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 until they find the right person that did it. Mm-hmm. And this numpty-headed asshole, <laughs> who was probably only thinking about money and greed... Or himself. Or himself, was thinking... Oh, well, if my wife's not in the way, I can sell her business and make pretty mint off of it. No, motherfucker, you're going to jail. Go to jail. You are going to goddamn prison. And it's selfish. Because now your ass is in jail. And you've killed somebody. And... You've taken the life away from someone that they should rightfully have. Mm-hmm. They should be walking around here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, w- one thing that people have said about true crime, the true crime genre, um, where people are like, oh, are people getting too desensitized mm-hmm. to murder? Yeah. A true person that likes the true crime genre. Mm-hmm. They are never in it for the crime. Never. They're in it for the justice? They're in it for the justice. They're in it for the victim. Mm -hmm. They are in it because they value human life. Right. They are in it because they know that some asshole struck down a person for no fucking reason. Or for a stupid ass reason. A stupid... Whatever reason is moot. Whatever reason that you have for kill, even thinking about killing a person is pointless. And me personally, I've been raised and brought up to be a pacifist and was taught to, by the phrase of violence begets more violence. Mm-hmm. And why do women listen to true crime podcasts. Why do women watch Dateline? Why do women watch SVU? Why do women watch true crimes and stuff? It is about safety. It's about learning about their safety, what they can do to become, to be safer. It is also learning about the evils of this world. Mm-hmm. And it's also about the victims. It's about the victims and how frivolous and stupid a lot of these crimes are. One thing that I've always liked about this one show that I watched, and unfortunately you can blame my dad for this if you want, it's on Amazon. Uh, Bosch, I've been trying to get you to watch it. Mm-hmm. One of Bosch's motives, well, not motives, sorry, his motto essentially is everyone matters or nobody does. Mm-hmm. Bosch is there for the victim. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a case he hasn't solved or whatever. He's always on it, always looking and things like that. Yeah. Also, I have a quote from a movie here. Good luck to anybody who can figure out what movie that is. You've never watched it. Possible motives for murder are profit, revenge, jealousy to conceal a crime, to avoid humiliation and disgrace, or plain old homicidal mania. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Those are the potential motives. But all of those motives are stupid. No, I, I'm not... Because... You know, I agree. It is missing the fact that taking a life means that you're taking away someone's right to live mm-hmm. forever. It is finality. And a lot of, you know, people are saying, oh, this is, you know, video games and all this stuff, desensitizing to violence. In some instance, it is, You know, but... I, I can't play any Grand Theft Auto game for a long period of time. My oh. cousins have beat it. I can't. I no. can't. It gets to a point where I just, I don't, I don't want to beat somebody up to take their car. No, because it's stupid. And yeah. it's, you know, there are certain movies that I just cannot watch because... Pretty much of, any of my action movies that I like. Because of the violence. Because it's senseless, it's, yeah. It's senseless. It's pointless. And, you know... But you can watch Archer. I can watch that because it's goddamn animated, okay? <laughs> but... Papal Chase is a per- personal favorite. The... The point I'm trying to make here with this whole thing and you know yes we're covering true crime yes this is about a dog I know it's kind of a what the fuck are you doing kind of moment like why are you doing this but it is important it is important for people to realize that what people say and do to other competitors matters. I know that there have been cases where people have considered suicide because of the actions of others Mm -hmm. in the dog world. And this is not something that is an isolated incident just you know bad apples or whatever no we've experienced this firsthand so if we've experienced it who knows who else has so this is clearly something that is becoming a a worse and systemic issue it is and the dog world like confirmation as a whole is a dying sport Mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with this element of the toxicity of we're losing what it means to be a good competitor. We're losing what it means to be a good sportsman. We're losing what it means to not blindly attack someone for no fucking reason. Mm. We're losing and all of this can lead to serious criminal behavior. Possible possible violence or worse, death. Yes. Serious criminal behavior. Yes, it is extreme, but it has happened. It has happened, and the one case that we're not going to talk about, you can Google it, you can have... Just research it. Again, she's having a visceral reaction again. She's waving her hands away as if she doesn't want to talk about it. Because it has to do with ongoing litigation. and has hey, to hey, if, if you don't want to talk about it, quit hinting at it. All I'm going to say is the victim's name is the murder of Mark Stover. Um, so, just... There. There's there. your bait. There's your bait. Go fishing. <laughs> do, do what you need to do. We do not... In any way, shape, or form, promote catfishing, gaslighting, murder, no. violence, anything like that. Quite the contrary. Um, we try to live as good people would, and good and authentic. Yeah, authentic. Like because authentic people, you know, we cough on podcasts yeah. and it stays in. Damn it. Yeah, we. we you know, I don't think I've burped loud yet on an episode of this yet. Then again, most people might find that rude. Well, and I think it's funny. Like people. People say, oh, you know, you, you, you know, maybe you want to edit your podcast more. No. No. I don't want to. Wait, have we gotten that criticism before? No. I've oh, had, good. 
I've had people say, oh, how much, ed-, like, on certain, like, podcasting groups and stuff mm-hmm. on Facebook, how much editing do you do? I'm like, <laughs> none. <laughs> I mean, unless the cat knocks the microphone off before. Did start one episode with me yelling at Deku. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then, then I will do some handy-dandy cutting and splicing, but for the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. There was the one time you had to edit an episode because I mentioned something that I wasn't supposed to. We could potentially get sued for it. Mm-hmm. Some copyrighted material that I was supposed to... I can't remember what the hell it was off the top of my head right now, but you said, you can't do that. You can't do that. I was like, fuck. It was probably singing a song or something like that. I don't really know. All I know is, you know, that's the only editing that happened. Yeah, it was it's, my fault. It's very minimal, but the whole point of this episode, even though... We're a minimalist podcast. Yeah. I hate to tell you this. We got one microphone and a laptop for crying out loud. Yeah. But the whole point of this in your office is to say that <sighs> be good people for fuck's sake, you know? Hiring a hitman is never a good thing. Plus, that stays in your browser history if you get arrested. Taru will go through your shit. Well, and <laughs> the dark web is um, not secret, by the way. Yeah, no. I mean, um, anything you do on the internet stays on the internet. Hi, me. Josh Duggar. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the fact that you actually used to watch that show? I used, all right. Anyone that I've known or have been with would watch that show. <laughs> I do not willingly... Number three. I do not willingly watch that show ever. So I used, It's like Tiger King. I was basically in the vicinity of you. I did not actually watch it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I watched it because... <laughs> Because I want it, I really, and I still want this to happen. You wanted one of them to come out as gay. Yeah, I want, because statistically one of them is, at a minimum. Um, And, like, I want them to just come out and be their authentic self. Again, that that's the whole thing, is this, if there's any tone to this or any, like, common thread for this particular episode is... You know, we're trying to be our authentic self. Mm. We're trying to cover topics that need to be covered. Yes, this is a tough one, but it happens. I probably could have found more. Well, let's face it. The best way to be able to deal with anything is to talk about it. Yeah. And what I am going to do... What you gonna do? I'm gonna go back to the cold case of Taylor Lane and Nathan Diekman. That needs to be solved. That is that's what I want to end this episode on. Yeah. Um. I kind of wish we had information at this point. It's like call this number, Crime yeah. Stoppers, you know that sort of thing. Um. But that's not really our thing. No, it's not, and just. Because last time I checked, I'm too young to be John Walsh. (laughs) But this case needs to be solved. Mm. Um, Taylor was a bright talent that was taken away from the dog world way too soon. Mm. Um, It I remember seeing it and the seeing seeing it on Facebook and just seeing the reverberations of everything and just just being gobsmacked about that it could happen and happen in a split second that someone who was successful and doing what they love to do and went home to a place where they felt safe and senseless gun violence ended their lives and their case needs to be solved and it's a double it's a double murder 
that is unsolved. Mm. And it needs to be solved. I, you've made that point, and you've emphasized it multiple times, dear. I yeah. understand. So, again, if you have any, any, any information... Contact the local PD. Even if you think that it's nothing... Yeah. Contact St. Louis, Missouri Police Department about the Taylor Lane and Nathan Diekman case. It needs to be solved. It really does. Because Ashley likes to say things over and over until... Because just, just to add emphasis, to be honest with you. I've lost count of how many times you've, you've said it needs to be solved. Well, cold cases bother me. Well, because they're cold. They just... They, they bother me immensely. Mm. Um, It'll be okay, though. Next episode will not be as bleak, we promise. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Because, I mean, I, I thought about covering, covering a Ukrainian dog breed next, and I was like, ooh. That's, that's controversial. <laughs> oh, we're... You know, we're we're gonna go. We're still gonna do a rare breed next. I just haven't decided what we're gonna do yet. To be perfectly honest with you, and not to give you too much of a behind the scenes of a process, but we were sitting there. We ate dinner. Watched SVU. Yeah, we watched an episode of SVU. We'd seen it before, at least once. And next thing you know, after I'm done doing the dishes, Ashley gets up, puts her feet on the floor, and says, "We should do an episode of the podcast." I'm like, "Are you sure?" With your voice. Yep. Here we are. Ta-da. So that's essentially our process. I mean, I've I've tried to kind of press Ashley, but you, you can't do that. It doesn't go over well. If anything, you try to press Ashley, all she's going to do is be like, oh, no, I'm pressed. I'm not going to do anything. I'm flat now. Yep. And nothing happens. Yep. So trying to make it lighthearted when we end. So... Um, Thank you for listening, and... Please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Do we need the sites and stuff now? Do the social bibliography as Yeah, we'll do the socials, even though it feels a little bit weird. Well, I'm trying to spin it... true crime. I'm trying to spin it on a positive note here, you know. Um, You can email us at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Instagram at aboutadogpod. Uh, Facebook at about a dog pod. Twitter at about a dog one. Um, I don't know what um is that a new social media? <laughs> Did forty five make that up? Is that why it's failing? <laughs> Jesus. I don't like him. I'm sorry. I've made I either, I've, I've made I've made no uh, uh, reservations or allusions to that effect. Um. Okay, so with that weirdness, um, go go hug your dog. They love you, and don't judge you. you.